0: Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible Based Science Association. With today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths, we hope that today's program is enlightening and
1: inspirational.
2: Grandpa, grandpa, guess what? My teacher said there are four races of people.
1: Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows?
2: Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science books, it's gotta be right.
1: Science books once said that stomach ulcers were caused by stress. But now we know the most are caused by bacteria. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But there's a book I do trust. It's called the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. When I asked you how your teacher knows for sure there are four races of people, I knew the answer was she couldn't. Now, she didn't start the idea, but there's a man who wrote a book he published in 1859 which popularized the notion that there are several races of humans which he used to prove the idea of evolution. Do you know who that might be?
2: Was that Charles Darwin, Grandpa?
1: It was indeed. His book is called On the Origin of Species and it's supposed to show how life started from simple cells and became man over millions of years. But most people don't like to read the whole title of that book, which is this, On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. As you read that book, you find that Mr. Darwin believed that there were several races of people, and some are more evolved than others. He taught that people of darker skin were not as advanced as people of lighter skin, and he even proposed that the people of darker skin may one day be wiped out by the more advanced races.
2: Oh no, Grandpa, that's not fair.
1: Oh, you're right. Many people used Mr. Darwin's book to justify their prejudice or meanness against people from Africa and Australia, just because their skin is darker. In fact, Adolf Hitler, the leader of Nazi Germany, trying to get rid of many people groups he thought were inferior, like the Jews, Gypsies, and people from Africa. The dark-skinned people were so looked down upon that they weren't even counted among the population.
2: That was a terrible thing for him to do.
1: I agree, but it shows the hardness of men's hearts when they listen to man's so-called wisdom and totally ignore God's wisdom we find in the Bible.
2: What does God say about races?
1: I'm glad you asked that. It would turn to Acts seventeen twenty six, we read, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. So remember, God's word says that all men, no matter how dark their skin is, comes from one blood of Adam, whom God created first. And that's a fact.
3: For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. Today we're talking about races, racism, and genetics. Genetically, current evidence shows we're all one race. The Bible, in the verse just quoted, says we're all one race. So, Carl, one of the better evidences that we were talking about uh, before the show is in terms of tissue matches. How does that fit into this?
4: That's absolutely correct. A lot of people think that if, let's say, I need to get a kidney transplant, my kidneys are failing, I'm going to look for a kidney transplant, I should look for someone who looks exactly like me, superficially. And science has already found that's not the case. In fact, we're much more likely I'm much more likely to find a match in someone who doesn't have the same shade of skin color that I have. So uh, to say that there's a difference in the races based on skin color alone is scientifically ludicrous. We've already found by DNA that you get a closer match with someone of uh, lighter or darker skin rather than of the same shade of skin color. So the the idea that there's a mongoloid race, a negroid race, an australoid race, a caucasian race is totally non-scientific. It cannot be proven in any way, shape, or form from looking at the DNA evidence. We look at the uh, chromosomes and so forth. There's just not a difference between the so-called races. So the races that we hear about from the Darwinists simply do not exist. There's only one race. It's a human race calling them
3: people groups would be a better definition or nomenclature to use here because again genetically scientifically and biblically what we hear is we are one race and and we need to we need to get adapted to that thought but they push this idea of four or five races coming out of Africa with the evolutionary concept now truthfully when you look at dispersion patterns of genetics It does seem that we came out of the Mideast, Africa region, but that fits with both the evolutionary concept as well as the biblical concept. So again, it doesn't feed into multiple races. What we're really talking about with races here is quoted in the the title of that book. Terry, what is the key phrase in the title of that book from Darwin?
2: Well, on the origin of the species, The phrase you're talking about, the subtitle, is a preservation of the favored
3: races. Oh, my gosh. The bad little secret of evolution is, if evolution is occurring, then if you have multiple races or multiple species, one of them has to be more evolved than the other. Therefore, one of them has to be better than the other. And by that thesis, evolution promotes racism. And Look at the kind of racism that does promote. Terry, you had a lot of examples of that. Why did you get into that?
2: Well, I think we really only have time for one example, but yeah, I, I could, we could do an hour just on examples of that. But Madison Grant, he was a eugenicist and a Darwinist. Those two seem to go together. And he wrote of Nordic Superiority. And he assisted in Virginia passing the Racial Integrity Act in 1924. And his book, The Passing of the Great Race, actually inspired Adolf Hitler. And Hitler wrote to Grant, this book is my Bible. And Grant, he was also secretary of the New York Zoological Society. And he actually put a human being... Oda Binga, uh, who is an African bushman, on display in the Bronx Zoo, labeling him the missing link.
3: So we actually put a human being in a zoo. and yes. point, I don't think that's the only time that's ever occurred.
2: Yeah, no. there, there's probably other uh, other cases. As a matter of fact, I think more recently was it in Great Britain or someplace they were getting volunteers to... Yeah.
4: So now uh, they're trying to establish the veracity of evolution by taking volunteers and putting them into cages showing that humans are just animals too, like any other animal that you'd find in a zoo.
2: Right.
3: (laughs) You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. For more information, go to SAPSA.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about races, and racism and whether we're one race or multiple races. Again, the science, genetics, and the Bible agree that we're one race. With everything we've talked about, Carl, why would there still be promotion of the, or of the, of the use of the term race and races when we have so much data that shows we're just one race?
4: Well, that's an excellent question. When I was in medical school, we, ta- we were taught that uh, the Japanese had different types of diseases than the folks from America. And uh, we found out that when the people of Japanese descent moved to Hawaii and stopped eating their traditional Japanese diets, that they stopped having some of the diseases that they would have in Japan. Wow. Unfortunately, they started getting diseases they would get in the United States (laughs) instead. But it shows that it's not necessarily their ethnicity as much as their diet. I'm going to harp on this a lot, probably. You are what you eat, and if you eat junk food, well, guess what? (laughs) You become junk. So, that is the the take-home point on that is not so much that the ethnicity of a person makes a difference in their health as much as what they eat.
3: Is that MD bias or MD experience (laughs) talking? (laughs) Both. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Of course... Hitler during Germany was promoting the Aryan race, that blond-haired, blue eyes was the superior race. And and really, that's what this racism, these multiple races ideas gets us into, that one's better and, that's, and that one is worse. Carl, you had some thoughts on that.
4: Well, unfortunately, blonde hair and blue-eyed, I'm going to offend a lot of people now. Uh, y'all are mutants. Sorry. <laughs> What That's, about redheads? Uh yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so the, the mutation does lead to a, a recessive trait of blue eyes. So it's actually not a uh, an advantage to be blue-eyed for your eye's sake.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it's caused me problems because it's connected to my fair skinnedness and all and all of that kind of stuff in terms of being blue-eyed and I've got to worry about being in the sun, etc.
4: Yeah, skin cancer. Yeah. Which is why the people groups with different shades of color did better in certain areas, such the the light-haired and light-skinned people did better in the northern climates, and the people with the darker skin did much better in Africa, where they had much better resistance to skin cancer.
3: These are adaptations. They are pre-programmed variability into the genome, Correct. They are not an indication of a different race. Yeah. Correct. But what all what all of this is used as is an excuse to say black is beautiful or white is beautiful yeah. or we are
4: better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: That's you can true. take people from these different groups and intermarry, and there's no issues with intermarriage. I mean, we're all
4: people. And and it's not unusual for a couple who are considered white to have a dark-skinned child as well as light-skinned child. In fact, there were twins uh, born, uh, fraternal twins, where one was fair, very, very fair-skinned and one was dark-skinned from the same marriage, same uh, pregnancy.
3: And Adam and Eve from the beginning had to have that full range of variability in their genome, Correct. Right. Which, is, which is what we get.
2: Right, and so did Noah and his wife.
3: Uh, a true statement. Information for creation events around Bear County can always be found on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is s-a-b-b-s-a.org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to WhyShouldYouBelieve.com. That's WhyShouldYouBelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant on the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.